Anakin has turned to the dark side. You're wrong. How could you even say that? I've seen a security hologram of him killing, faking Star Wars Radio. That's right, it's another fantastic interview episode of Faking Star Wars Radio, the official podcast of FakingStarWars.net. My name is Storm Duper, and with me in the studio today is Mr. Seth Fisher, who is a Star Wars aficionado, a photographer, and has been doing some incredible stuff in the last few years uh, with going to cons and meeting important people in the Star Wars universe. He's a creative, otherwise interesting individual as well, so we're really excited uh, to have him in the studio here in Topeka, Kansas. Uh, how are you doing today, Seth? I- I'm doing well. Thank you for having me, Duper. You're, you're too kind. This has been like a long time coming. I mean, I, I have known you since you used to run like a board game store kind of normal geek store you know that everyone's had for for years and we've wanted to have you on it just Mm -hmm. didn't work out until now when we both have uh COVID-19 and we're sitting here uh getting in vaccine injections every 20 minutes exactly you know just uh what what is it mouthwash every 30 seconds right yeah yeah yeah. yeah. I've got this standing order on Amazon they're just shipping it in every hour yeah so yeah yeah (laughs) But it is really nice to have you. I know you've got some stories for us about meeting some interesting individuals. I, I want to dangle that carrot a little bit for our fans here, but uh, it sounds like we're going to have a great interview today. One can hope. <laughs> uh, you know, Storm Duper had recently a birthday. And one of the things that Mrs. Duper always gets tired of hearing me complain about is, oh, I never get anything good. You know, it's always the same old, same old, uh, you know, pizza, coupons, stuff like that. But this year, Mrs. Duper went out on a limb and ordered me the Perfect Package 3.0 from Manscaped.com. You've probably seen their ads. Uh, You know, Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their Perfect Package 3.0. Don't be the hairiest Jedi in the resistance. The Lawnmower 3.0 is a waterproof and skin-safe trimmer that will reduce nicks to your two best friends. It is an absolutely fantastic shaver, a quality, quality product, and really easy to use. They even include instructions to help you out. One of the most powerful forces in the galaxy is your lightsaber, so keep yours clean with the Lawnmower 3.0. They also include the Crop Preserver, which is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits, why not? Down there in the smelliest part of your body. For on-the-go freshness, you can also use their wonderful Crop Reviver Ball Toner Spray. It's all included in the Perfect Package 3.0. And if you act now, using our code FSWRADIO, that's all in caps, you'll get 20% off free shipping with the code fswradio at manscaped.com that's right get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code fswradio at manscaped.com may the force be with your balls you know seth uh, one of the questions we love to ask our guests here and and by the way if you're a first-time listener to faking star wars radio this year we're really trying to feature fans and fanatics and other creative individuals out there in the galaxy that you might not get exposed to because kathleen kennedy is trying to suppress their creativity um but you know seth how did you end up connecting originally with faking star wars oh that that would just definitely be uh talking with you at the store I mean, I mean, you came in, and then it, it, as as most things uh, tend to happen, I, I I go, hey man, how's it going? That it just keeps uh, it keeps building from there, and so, and then yeah. So tell us a little bit about that store. Um, is an interesting place in 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 the city that you're in. Yeah, so uh, it, it's called the Game Preserve. Uh, it is no longer actually present here, and uh, but but there's still plenty running around. Um, there there's four or five. Uh, 
um, still still around. And uh, but board game shop, uh, you know, uh, specialized in like Magic the Gathering, uh, uh, Warhammer 40k, um, but but also sold things like Pandemic and board games, and um, you know, just a little bit of everything. So you were sort of tapped into like your local nerd culture by way of just your business for a while. Yeah, uh, and, and what's kind of wild too is I went from Game Preserve to going to Think Geek, which then turned into GameStop, which then uh, now I work at Infinity Toys and Collectibles. Is that like a vintage uh, Star Wars toy shop kind of thing? Yeah. So we um, we we try to specialize in uh, in really all kinds of toys, but we do have everything from stuff still originally in the box from from the seventies, and then up until we're getting new Star Wars Black series from Hasbro every week. So and constantly rebuy like it's uh, kind of like Pawn Stars in a sense that people bring in the their old stuff. We we do encourage that too. We try to to do more of that sort of thing where where people are bringing in their their vintage toys and so stuff pretty like comprehensive that. i mean you're doing old stuff collectibles but also some of the newer stuff that fans might be interested oh in yeah to. because you know the uh you know gotta get the new lightsaber or or the new cad bane action figure right yeah. so or, or the um the ray yellow lightsaber have they produced that one yet is that a hot item no not yet actually <laughs> somehow i just don't think it's going to be i i could be wrong but <laughs> uh unfortunately she she is in what what in the biz we call a peg warmer ah yes yes right mm-hmm. <laughs> so. that sounds so dry like so wrong actually yeah it's, it's peg warmer i mean that that's dirty yeah and it's it's sad too because like it's a beautiful action figure like it looks just like daisy ridley yeah yeah mm-hmm. i just think you know there's no market for uh, the new stuff in general compared to the old stuff people haven't made that jump you know and the, the you know new fans aren't really into that sort of collectible toy thing because they have their smartphones and that's all they spend their time doing anyway the new trilogy is a tough egg to crack because it's like you know this is the fourth or fifth ray we've gotten and same goes with kylo ren it's like they didn't really introduce a whole lot of new characters with every movie like uh the sith trooper i thought was the most interesting one but at the same time it's just a it's just a trooper so in your mm-hmm. in your collectibles there at the shop mm-hmm. um what is sort of the the high ticket item as it were that's like you know ensconced in bronze in the back of the shop or is there is there a special figure that's like if i were gonna buy anything this would be the one that i would take home we have a 1970s early 80s boba fett his rocket doesn't come off his back or anything but he's it's that one that like the uh that, that has the red rocket and everything nice so, yeah. nice is that in the package still or? no no okay. uh, he, he's he's all he's he's seen a lot of love he's like, been chewed up by the dog and yeah. spit out and glued back together <laughs> yeah but he's uh but he's pretty neat yesterday we did kind of sell a uh, a grail we had a retro series ahsoka okay it's uh when clone wars got shut down the first time this this figure came out as like an exclusive and the artwork is like a live action version of her, not Rosario Dawson, because you know this was years and years ago. But uh, I thought that's what made it really stand out. And a guy came into the store yesterday and was like, "Had my eye on this for a while, and after yesterday's episode, gonna gonna bite the bullet on is this." Is that right? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so you you got your start kind of working through you know in nerd culture you know selling board games and and selling uh, toys as well and you have an interest in Star Wars of course mm-hmm. but um, I understand that you've also combined your interest in Star Wars with your interest in photography is mm-hmm. that right yeah tell us yeah. a little bit about that when I stopped working at the game preserve I was pretty uh, pretty broken up about it and uh, kind of went through a, a dark time because it's like you know you do something for ten years and you're not really sure when the next day rolls around it's like I don't go to work now. No. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know what I would do if ever I got fired from faking Star Wars radio, too. I mean, I would probably just hole up in the basement and eat Cheetos. <laughs> Rock back and forth telling yourself it's Basically, video. yeah. So my, my wife encouraged me. She was like, you know, you've always talked about this. How about you um, start taking pictures of toys? The, and it just kind of grew from there. So you've got a kind of an Instagram channel where you post these photos or on Twitter or? Yeah, on my Instagram. Uh, uh-huh. I'm at Lair Geek, L-A-I-R-D-G-E-E-K. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's just kind of uh, my my little bio just says it's a place to kind of post my uh, my Star Wars or not Star Wars in specific, but my my toy photography. It's my journey. And so. you've done some fairly interesting kind of setups, right, with lighting and trying to get like an authentic sort of look to these picture so that's almost cinema cinema graphic in a way right yeah so what i really try to do is i try to use photoshop as little as i can i try to do everything completely in camera and uh that so that will involve me going to somewhere and uh and just trying to shoot outside or i'll use my computer screen as a uh as a backdrop. Oh, sort of like your own kind of blue screen uh, in a way. Yes, uh, or, yes. Or your volume, your your actual volume mm-hmm. like these on the Mando, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, I only need it to be as cool as that little square needs to be. Right, right, right. Yeah. So when you see everything kind of blurry in the background, that's that's a, a technique that's uh, it's a Japanese technique called bokeh or using bokeh. So you. So to explain to your fans, mm-hmm. bokeh is is the way the lens focuses in a field, right? You have your your up close, your middle, and then the things that are yeah. far away in a shot. Yeah. Bokeh. It, it, explain to us what that it, is. It's almost like when you see like in. Uh, uh, a holiday movie where you'll see like the the lights where they're kind of uh where they're just everything looks like little bubbles like not everything's in detail like i try really to focus in on like a helmet or a hand or something like that and then the background looks a little uh you know blurry but in a fuzzy good way. a dreamy yeah. sort of yeah like but, realistic that's yeah. kind of how the human eye works yes yeah. yes so, not everything's in focus so looking through your instagram here you've got this one that i've seen before but mm-hmm. i just want to come back to this one you posted this on may 26th and this is, uh, it looks like you're outside somewhere, I don't know where, in a park, and you've got a biker scout sort of leaning up against uh, leaning up against a rock like he's hiding behind it. And I have to say, this looks, um, it, it looks almost like it's a real person in, in a costume. Well, thank you. Uh, and I, I try to do that too, especially, is to just make them look like little people. Uh, that's actually at a... Uh, uh, like kind of like a little state park that we have here in town and uh yeah that was actually towards the entrance that i was like oh this little rock face i could use this and that's not very big like i'm very close to the ground and it worked out that uh got that tree in the background looks like indoor because the trees are huge right and, right yeah mm-hmm. I, i'll post this on our twitter i'd like our fans to come see this and and, and to you know get their genuine reactions because mm-hmm. i i think if you showed this to someone they wouldn't be able to distinguish this from like a real human dressed up in a costume full size you're very kind <laughs> <laughs> i feel like the more you stare at it the more you go oh it is a toy right but, right but yeah at first that's something that i uh i try really hard to do is just um at first glance 
is that a shot from the movie? So, so that's an interesting thing because a lot of people they they buy the toys, but then they just kind of you know collect dust and they don't actually do anything creative with them. Mm-hmm. But you're actually using them to express yourself, which is something I think fandom really lacks. You know, these days is we have this balance of the consuming and creating, and I think that things are skewed far to the end of consuming without actually adding anything back to the community. Yeah, so I, I'll admit um, that Fight Club clo- quote where it's like your stuff eventually owns you, like that that terrifies me. And so I'm constantly like when I purchase an action figure, it's like how many pictures can I get out of this? And then it's like okay, let's 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 flip it back into the store, and then I'll buy something else. And so it's just const- a, a constant cycle, and I'm not like buried that uh, when people uh, people will go, hey, do you want to see my collection? I'm like, yeah, that's cool, but it would terrify me that I don't want my collection to be that big. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, you yeah. just want to use it for what, you know, you're doing it for. So so have you have you connected with other f- Star Wars photographers at cons or anything like that? I mean, I know you've gone to celebration. Is mm-hmm. it is there other other people like you doing this kind of thing? Oh my gosh, just type in uh, on Instagram hashtag #toy photography and you'll find hundreds of thousands and they're 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 better than me. I will admit <laughs> that uh um, but yes, there is even some local guys that, uh, that, that we get together and talk and, uh, I got to check out their, their posts every night cause they're, they're way more diligent at, than I am. I try to do once a week, sometimes twice a week if I'm lucky, but there's, there's guys here in town that are doing it, uh. Uh, they're doing it every night. It seems like the not the majority of your of your photos, but a large uh, amount of them are Star Wars related. So, I mean, as a Star Wars fan, um, how did you come into this? Uh, you know, you're a bit younger than I am, mm-hmm. so I mean, I'm I'm an original trilogy guy. That like, I saw the originals in the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, how about you? Like, how did you come into Star Wars? So I distinctly remember it was a Thanksgiving and watching them on TV. And just being flabbergasted by it. And that had to have been around second grade. Um, so I, I was born in 86. So I don't really, uh, I remember drawing uh, and then like uh, having some pogs. If they, Do you remember pogs? Oh, right. Those little chips you can kind of hit Milk or caps. whatever. Yeah. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And I remember having, and I have a pog with Boba Fett still on it. Oh, very cool. Yeah, yeah that uh, and uh, but it would be that that first Thanksgiving and just being enamored by it. And we had to go to several Thanksgivings. And I remember just being like, "Got to get in the car, got to," because I, I want to keep watching this. Oh, because it was on like a series, kind of. Yeah, like it was a on marathon? TV. Yeah, ah. it was on TV. So it was all like, "Oh man, I got to get back. <laughs> we got to get to the next place so I can keep watching this." Right, right. Like like a you know, grandma and grandpa are like waiting for you to come have uh, Thanksgiving, and and you you show up and you're like, "Give me my food in front of the TV. I just watched the most amazing thing I've ever." Yeah, and uh, and it was, and I hate to say it, it was like in a bedroom on a tiny TV, and oh, just well. again being enamored by it, being like, I don't, I don't understand what exactly is going on, but this is this is wild. Like, I want to see more of it. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. So, so where did that take you? I mean, you you've gone to uh, celebration, I guess, in the past, and yeah. you've had some interesting experiences. I hear you may have met uh, some interesting people. Yeah, so um, th- that's what's funny is that I am not a uh, I'm not a con guy. Like crowds freak me out. Right. But uh, I think it was Celebration Five that was in Orlando. Um, I heard Palpatine. Ian is it Ian McDermott? Is that how to say his Ian name? Ian McDermott. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So I heard he was going to be there, first one ever, and I was like, oh my gosh, wow, this is it. I gotta go. <laughs> that uh and my my friends they were just like they had been telling me they were like Seth you gotta come you gotta come you gotta come and I'm just like I don't know I don't know and then they announced him and I was like okay I gotta come 
and uh they they were all had like scheduled the trip and everything and i was kind of a last minute thing so i had to fly down there i remember the plane ride was really intense that because uh, it was a really bad storm oh wow in orlando yeah and i remember crazy yeah and i remember being like well if i die i die <laughs> I, I just, it was worth it <laughs> yeah that uh i remember even seeing the lightning like hitting the ground outside the plane and everything and wow. just being like was this worth it It was sheev it was sheev yes sheev wanted me there <laughs> he wanted you to come <laughs> welcome lord seth i've been expecting you <laughs> so um we get there um uh, we're having a good time time comes uh, and, and I, I was just so excited to meet him because, again, it was his first appearance. I'm thinking, like, he's never going to be in Star Wars again. There's never going to be... Because this is like... There was no Disney merger yet. There was no new Star Wars content. Right. We were a desert, right? It was yes. literally like this just blind nostalgia. Yes. Right? And, and People do you, carried this on for however long, like 20 years. Yeah. Do you remember Detours, that being announced? Right. Yeah. That was that celebration. So I saw Detours being announced and everything that Lucas came out and Seth Green came out that they were going to do this TV show. Yes. Yeah. So it was that It was that time. It was a desert. All it's right. It's never happened, right? It I mean, never came out. Never materialized. No. No, never came out. So I dressed up like Anakin. I'm waiting in line. I'm the third one in line. And I'm like, I'm going to do this. This is going to be good. You're fighting people off yes, you know, with basically. elbows. Like. Yeah, basically. And so I get in there. I set my stuff down. And he. And then I, I get up and I lock eyes with him. And he just goes, oh, it's my young apprentice. And I... <laughs> I melted. I just, because I'm like, oh my gosh, he paid attention to what I'm dressed as. Right. Yeah. Right. He then, sh- and I was going to say, like, unfortunately, that's the that's the most interesting part of it, is right, that right. he shakes my hand. And I was like, hey, I really appreciate you coming. And he was like, I appreciate you being here. Oh, that's and, so cool. And then I walked out and I was like, guys, he just called me his young apprentice. <laughs> <laughs> like in Star Wars lore forever now. Yeah. That I was just like, and they're like, well, you, you do kind of look like Anakin, Seth. And I'm just like, I, I'm like, I'm happy, man. We can, I could go home now. This is <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, go home to go home to your wife, Padme and make illicit children, yeah. you know? <laughs> yes. And, uh, but, uh, but yeah, that was like, uh, I was on cloud nine. That's like, amazing. You know, he's a, cool guy i mean i i have mm-hmm. to say um say what you will about the rise of skywalker maybe we'll get into this a little bit too mm-hmm. your take on the sequels and disney and stuff mm-hmm. but i that moment when he came out at celebration and fans just lost it mm-hmm. and he comes out and he says roll it again mm-hmm. i mean i that might be my single favorite moment in the whole sequel like experience of, of like of disney announcing and doing like i just that was magic to me and so he has that personality that dynamism so i can see why you were floored uh, this just tells you like i was at that celebration too when that happened really yeah we weren't uh we did not get lucky enough to get into that panel lost so- the lottery you didn't grease the right hands exactly there, you know? exactly didn't didn't uh, uh, you know uh, Republic credits weren't good. <laughs> they weren't good. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, what is it? The uh, um, uh, calamar calamari smelt or what? What do they call them? Flan, flan, flan. flan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Why do they choose a Cuban dessert to talk about calamari uh, monetary increments? That's bizarre to me. But anyway, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I, so I'm at that one, and I was like, they uh, they said that we could go and wait in line and be in one of the extra rooms. So you're just watching a big screen. I said, you know, let's just told my wife. I was like, let's just watch it in our hotel room. It'll just be us. And we're watching it on on her phone. And when when I I just started weeping openly and she's like, are you okay?" And I was like, (laughs) I'm just like, it's everything I wanted it to be that I was just like that. They brought Palpatine back and I was like, he's just special to me. I don't. Yeah. And I and then I kind of and I told her about meeting him. 
but like I really told her about meeting him and I was just like it's just kind of neat and no one can really take that away from me that's but, amazing that's yeah. amazing wow mm-hmm. so so was that the same one uh where you uh, was this celebration 10 that you were at when the, when this happened or when oh gosh see and now I think I've been to three of them now okay. that I think about it because yeah. you also met a couple other Star Wars individuals who are maybe a little more contentious or a little more fan opinion is a bit more split on on the other big guy that you met, right? Yeah, we got to rewind the clocks back. back right. to So right before Last Jedi, right? Okay. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, so it's that celebration. It was the it was, it was was that one. So and we're talking like 2018, maybe? 2017? Maybe. 2017? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, we were in line for the trailer. We waited 18 hours. So wow. we sat outside. We they they then put us into into under the convention center and we slept on the floor. They put you in cages. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Electrified. Everything. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and so we're waiting and around like two in the morning, all of a sudden like there's all this commotion. Huh. Every, everyone's freaking out. Okay. Oh wow. <laughs> and th- there's something going on at the end of the line and like they're coming down the center where we're at because we're it's like uh, snaking back and forth between the entire convention center and everything it wasn't just the pizza man no no and, and they, <laughs> he brought churros um, yeah and people are people there's like huge commotion and then all of a sudden it's Ryan Johnson wow yeah just that and he wanted to come down and say hi to the fans. People weren't trying to kill him or stab him or anything. We hadn't seen anything yet. <laughs> so so he's he, at this wow. point he'd made Looper and he'd made Brick and I like both those things. Right, so right. yeah, and I'm like he can't hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> so did you get to shake his hand or talk to him? I at got all, I got real close to him. I got to hand him something and he autographed a trading card for me. Oh great. But but like my wife like interacted with him wow. and uh the group we were with my my friend Bridget she actually coordinated for him that she said, all right, guys, we need to do this better. I do this for a living. She made a line and everything, and <laughs> she ended up getting a uh, – she got a hat that said uh, Space Bear on it, which was the code name for, for Last, Last Jedi. Jedi. Yeah. So wow. only like eight of them in existence or something like that, but she got one, so that's pretty cool. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, say what you will about Ryan Johnson's film, The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, you know, I th- I've said before on the podcast that I had very mixed emotions about it. Um, the very first time I saw it, I was horrified. Mm-hmm. And the second time I saw it, I thought it was a work of genius. And I think that my opinion on it in general has been sort of, you know, gone up and down, ebbed and flowed. I don't think it's a bad movie. I understand why people don't like it. But for me also, it has some joy, you know, in it. Mm-hmm. But as a person, Ryan Johnson is a massive Star Wars fan. Like, I remember listening to him 10 years before he ever knew he'd be directing Star Wars, and you could just tell this guy loves Star Wars. So I'm not surprised to hear, you know, that story about him coming in and um, meeting the fans and just being part of that joy for everybody. What about that movie, though, for you? Like, what, what has your opinion shifted on, on the film, or give us your, your take on that. I think a third of that movie is really good. I think all the stuff with Luke and Rey and Kylo Ren is all really well done and Mm. really thought out. And I think that it makes sense for where the story had been leading. Okay. I think what hurt that movie is that there was no time skip between uh, seven and eight. I think that that's just part of Star Wars is that there should be a little bit of time. There's some development. Yeah. That was sort of, I mean, he got screwed in a way, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. he had to, he had to pick up where it left off in Mm -hmm. a sense, right? I mean, you can't, you can't leave... Ray and Luke on an island staring at each other's uh you know and just 
come f- completely forget about it, right? Mm-hmm. So I think in a sense he did the best with what he was given, mm-hmm. which was sort of like a beautiful turd wrapped in glitter, you know, which was the Force Awakens. Like it gave him it gave him uh, the impetus to tell those stories, but he had to start there. Like he didn't have a choice; he had to start there. Yeah, and it, it does stink that I wish that they would have gone in with a plan with the same group of people that just kind of um, you know wrote wrote all of the. Um, they just kind of wrote all three movies right then and there in one room rather than just being like, okay, well, I'm going to pass the torch and uh, good luck, bud. <laughs> yeah, right, and, uh, right. Here's a book with some of my ideas in it. <laughs> you you <laughs> have to explain while well, everyone's favorite character has been lamenting uh, existence on an island for the last 30 years. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, uh, then it also just hurts that he gets characters like, you know, Poe and General Hux where he's not really sure what to do with them. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, well, I can kind of work with these. Or Captain Phasma is another great example where it's like, I just, I just don't know what to do mm-hmm. with with all these characters. So it sounds yeah. like you're kind of like me. Like you, you can see some good in mm-hmm. the sequels, but you yeah. also have a few things that give you some cause for pause. So mm-hmm. how do you feel overall with like the Disney merger? And was it rough for you? Um, well, okay. So um, I, I want to even back up a little bit further. That like Star Wars sure. was kind of like I, I had this kind of interesting relationship with Star Wars. Um, that like I was really into it when I was younger, and then like you know a- as people do like was trying to find myself in high school and everything, and then like towards the end of high school, that was when Revenge of the Sith came out, and I kind of really just accepted like I care about Star Wars. Star <laughs> okay. Wars is always like it's just gonna be you know like it's important to me. I yeah. want to, and you're just burying yourself in in lore and stuff i like to get really deep into things and why characters do things and how things work and and uh you know like i i would like to nerd out on like night lightsaber combat and how people hold their lightsabers different and, styles yes and all that, so. I, I eat that up <laughs> interesting so you you could be a future contributor to wikipedia <laughs> yeah yeah that I, it's sad that if you if you threw a lightsaber threw me a lightsaber and was like seth how does anakin hold his lightsaber as opposed to how yoda holds his lightsaber and like or as opposed to count dooku holding his lightsaber i could explain all of it in yeah. in, in, in asinine detail yes. probably <laughs> and, and so anyway then uh then out of nowhere we get the announcement that star wars gets bought by disney and they're right. wiping everything clean pretty much in terms of eu stuff and all the the lore that you came to love for so long yes and i like again like i don't think i cried like and i'll admit i'm i'm an emotional person that uh, i don't think i cried but it did bother me like i remember tweeting about it lots where i would go to barnes and noble and just be like isn't it cool that this book you read a couple years ago now has legends slapped across the top of it yes right yeah and it's something that you really care about and now it doesn't really matter at all (laughs) it sounds it sounds to me though like you sort of came to a place where you accepted it a little bit though because i I've interviewed other people who simply refuse to watch anything new mm-hmm. um, because they were such EU fanatics. They knew, I mean, every single book, and they were so married to that that they mm-hmm. couldn't they couldn't change, you know, that part of who they were, and they they refused to watch anything new. Well, I, I think too, what helps is is my wife actually I think helped with that a little bit. That I w- something that I've come to love about Star Wars is it's not just my thing. Yes, I can connect with parts of it, but it's everybody's thing. And right. it's this beautiful thing that we all can love different things about. Like, my wife's favorite thing is the Clone Wars. Oh, the show, the animated show. Yeah. 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 That um, she, uh, when, when we heard it was going to be taken off Netflix a couple years ago, we were like, okay, let's, let's power through this. And then she has a Clone Wars tattoo. 
<laughs> I don't have a Star Wars tattoo, but she sh- helped kind of show me that even though I don't like it as much, other people can like it as much, but we yeah. all but it all fits under this beautiful balloon of Star Wars and even the Clone Wars interacts with other things that I like, even though it's not my favorite. I like the 2003 Tarkovsky uh, Samurai Jack guy. Right. That Yeah, that 2D. Like, I adore that. that the original piece. Clone Wars. Yes, I adore that. She doesn't even really like that that much. But again, it, it overlaps. And uh, and and I, I kind of, that's how I feel about the sequels, hmm. that they may not be my favorite thing, but um, there's stuff I like about it. And mm-hmm, I know that there's mm-hmm. stuff that people really like about it. It's kind of like how I view the prequels, that even though they're not my favorite thing, but gosh darn it, that was some people's first introduction to Star Wars. Right, right. Yeah. So we started this podcast sort of as a way of uh, you know making fun of people who are so obsessed with Star Wars and take it uh, too seriously in mm-hmm. a sense. Um, but because, you know, we, we are also hugely obsessed Star Wars fans ourselves. Um, but I think that, you know, I've kind of come around a little bit. Uh, I, I was just movies, like the original movies. I watched the prequels, of course, like a fool. Hated them. Like mm-hmm. I was a prequel denier for a long time. But I think that the fact that Star Wars just has continued and persisted for me has has helped me to sort of recognize, yeah, you know what? Like this is just for fun. The Force is fake, mm-hmm. um, and and I I have been able to find some good in in things that I didn't necessarily enjoy before, like Clone Wars, for example. I thought that the last three seasons of Clone Wars were actually really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, of course, the first few seasons there's a few cheesy episodes in there for kids, but it started to become a little bit more of a drama. And, and I think that that's one of the things about Disney is that you know that eventually they're going to find a way to pull you in, right? And, and I think they've done that with The Mandalorian uh, recently. The same criticisms you could levy against The Mandalorian aren't being levied because somehow they captured that lightning in a bottle uh, with this show in a way that they didn't maybe with the sequel trilogy. Talk mm-hmm. about that a bit. So I think too what helps is like, and I'm I have like this weird love hate relationship with Dave Filoni, (laughs) jealousy and like no, (laughs) I don't don't know. It's just uh, I'll uh, be honest, that cowboy hat man. I I I've been looking around for one that will fit my helmet, and I just haven't been able to find one big enough. But I love that hat. You're you're really into the cowboy hat. I just want to like I always joke that uh, I'm like maybe this celebration will all be able to howl at the moon with Dave Filoni, right? Because he's so into wolves. So, he is. He is a wolf. He's yeah. kind of lupine in his own way, isn't it's, he? It's interesting. Like I'm fascinated. <laughs> that would be the question I'd ask. Like I wouldn't even ask anything about the uh, about Star Wars if I could ask him anything. I would be like, all right, explain to me this deal about wolves. Yes, because even his character in Mandalorian, his first name is Wolf. That's right. Oh, the yeah. X-wing pilot. Yeah. Wolf. What? What's his last name? Do you remember? I don't know. Uh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> uh-uh. But. Guy really likes wolves. <laughs> anyway, so I have this like love hate relationship with Dave Filoni. I feel like that you know every six episodes of Clone Wars is like stellar, but then you've got to trudge through those other five that I'm yep, like, yep, yep, they're okay. <laughs> and um, I think um, you know, watching that Disney Gallery uh, Mandalorian show really just shows that like the people they're trying to make something that they think that they could appreciate as fans. That it's not like how Rise of Skywalker or even the other Disney. Uh, Star Wars are just kind of like, hey, what's the, what are the masses going to like? That they're, they're, I think they're actually trying to, you know, they're they're getting into niche stuff and trying to pull the masses along with them, if that right. makes sense. And again, it's done by John Favreau and Bryce Dallas Howard and, and Dave Filoni and all the other uh, amazing directors that uh, you know care about Star Wars. And I think that's the that's the major key. I think that the sequel trilogy had people that cared about Star Wars. 
but no one was linking it together. They just kept giving them all the keys to the kingdom, like, all right, make your movie. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. now to the next person, make your movie. Literally a, 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 a billion-dollar sandbox. Yes, <laughs> yes, and I, gosh darn it, I want to play in that billion-dollar sandbox. I play in my $5 sandbox at home with my with my toys. Uh, right, right. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I think that being under the uh, the tutelage of, of John Favreau, who, you know, is kind of the brainchild behind all of this, mm-hmm, I think that, mm-hmm. you know, having having everybody under him i think that's what really helps and makes it work right right yeah. so were you a fan of the little baby grogu from the beginning or are you into that uh mythology with him uh, what they revealed yesterday uh just in yes general? yes just, yes so people that know we're recording this on a saturday um, so it's just hit the presses that this little baby yoda is actually named grogu and trained in the uh, coruscant jedi temple for years and years before everything went south for the jedi the only thing that I think is weird is when you think this little guy would make waves in the Jedi Temple. When you think that, like, oh, did you see? There's another. He's gotta see Baby Grogu. Come see him. He's so cute. I hear he's got a higher Metaclorian count than Master Skywalker. Yeah, right, they, right, right. You, you know that uh, I would, and maybe that's why they hit him away. Maybe Palpatine knew about him because, again, hmm. like making those waves. I would think that that's not something you keep a secret. It doesn't seem like it, does it? And, and it was him being 50. He was at the Jedi Temple for a long time. Yeah, he was there from the beginning. Maybe he secretly conspired with Palpatine to make it all happen. That would be amazing. That, Darth Darth Grogu. That would be insane. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I'm, you know, it's nice to hear that you, you, you know, your interest in Star Wars have persisted in spite of what was probably a poorly rolled out merger in in some ways, uh, you know, for fans. But there are some benefits. And so how do you feel about the future of Star Wars? Where do you see it going? We're in the middle of a pandemic, of course, so cinema films are, are sort of a precarious investment right now. So it looks like streaming is the way to go. We've been getting rumors of all sorts of new shows, Cassian Endor, Obi-Wan, maybe an Ahsoka spinoff, uh, and a couple others even with a uh, you know, new directors. What are you most excited about that has not come to the screen yet for Star Wars? I think that there is a story left to be told with the character of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Mm. I, I pitched this idea to, to friends and family that uh, I would do something with like Obi-Wan and Darth Vader showing how their relationship has changed. Hmm. Where, Yeah, just how, how far they've come. And, you know, all still kind of leading up to that whole, uh, that, that final duel on the first Death Star. Right. But... Um, what what I do love is that the um, with the volume that where they film the Mandalorian and everything, uh, it, like they don't have to go anywhere. They can lock themselves in a room and they can film it, even though there's a pandemic happening. Favreau said that they can actually film season three during the pandemic with very minimal staff. I mean, they can just be basically sat at home with a remote control. There's one camera operator or a couple camera operators, and then the the talent. They can plug in everything else in the volume from from a distance mm-hmm. and, and uh, make Star Wars films forever. And, and probably the I, I would think the thing that would take the longest would be like changing the dressings on the on the ground and everything. Like what little yes. props are in front of you? As long as there's no scenes where they have to run more than five feet, everything's going to be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I wonder. Do you know? Does the floor? Is it like a treadmill? I no, I don't think it does have that. Uh, okay. that I mean, I'm sure they could put that in there yeah. like, if they needed to for a mm-hmm. show, but it would be a little bit weird, I think. Oh, definitely. <laughs> oh my gosh. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I know. I do know they're doing some interesting things with it. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, the 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 latest episode, um, you know, when they were on in the forest, I'm pretty sure 
90% of the forest there uh, with Ahsoka was was in the volume. Yeah. And which, it just looked flawless. The forest looked awesome. I thought when they were in the city was awesome. I thought the wall looked ugly. I will admit that. The wall was, you know, I was talking to a director friend of mine mm-hmm. um, about that, and he felt the same way, you know, that the wall just kind of looked flat. Yep. So something is not quite right with mm-hmm. some of the technology yet, but it's getting there. It's getting there. Yeah, but, I mean, in episode three when they were the in. The bokeh was off, you know, in the wall. Maybe like, that was it. So. Yeah, just the lightning just slightly off. But uh, the, uh, <laughs> um, that the uh, but like episode three, I can't tell when it stops and it ends, like when they're in the fishing village and stuff like that, where it's like. Right. Yeah, or where it, where it starts and where it ends. Like that. that's just like technology has come so far that we don't even have to leave a room. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. So so would you as a as a photographer who's interested in, in sort you could have you considered like rolling out a weekly series where you reenact scenes from the latest episode? That might be an interesting way to get a little bit more kind of, I don't know, hype around your posts or yeah. like I could see you doing an Ahsoka one in the weeds of your backyard mm-hmm. uh, or something like that from this episode. I had not really thought about that. The only thing that comes with uh, with doing that is uh, the, uh, you know, the credits that are involved with that, ah. where, you know, just constantly having to be buying new action figures. That's and, true. Yeah, right, so right. That, that is the... Uh, um, that that is one of my problems. That, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that I try not to let my uh, my hobby overtake uh, overtake everything else. The budget will will take over. Yes, uh, unfortunately, like a snowball. So yes. All right. Well, mm-hmm. um, you know, if you're interested in following Seth Fisher, he's at Laird Geek. That's L A I R D Geek. Laird Geek on Twitter and Instagram. Mm-hmm. Don't miss that Instagram account. The photography on there is sensational. Um, you're also a member of a podcast as well. Yeah. So I am on uh, Adventures in Video land the uh the podcast you can find us on soundcloud you can find us on uh apple Mm -hmm. uh but uh we just talk about nerd stuff recently we've been doing lots of star wars rumors like we actually uh the um this most recent episode with Ahsoka leaked early, and we talked about it. And the the like the, the like the leaks about like this was going to happen. Yep. Someone passed this along to us, and we were just like, "Whatever, let's talk about this." And uh, we were right about right. almost all of it. And someone messaged <laughs> us even and was just like, oh, "I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. Like, I, I just didn't believe Grogu. I thought that was the dumbest thing. I almost turned you guys off." And then <laughs> and then I'm watching. It, I'm like, "Well, shoot, why did I watch that?" But, right, right. Uh, yeah. So, but we talk about a little bit of everything, and uh, I. I will say that we are uh, we are critics with attitude. Uh, we are a little lewd on there, uh-huh, so uh-huh. so that that needs to be uh, um, said before you, you view it. Some of our youngling fans might not tune in, but the, the, those who have been you know, Jedi masters, yeah, they and, have the they have the moral countenance to be able to discern yes, right from wrong and be able to do to watch that and enjoy it. Yeah, as, as I usually say, you might want to put the kids to bed on this one. Right. Yeah. Right. So, but that, but, uh, yeah. but well, yeah. that's Adventures in Video Land mm-hmm. on all the podcor- podcast platforms as well. I'm, I'm sure. Yes. Um, but is there also a YouTube channel? From what I understand. Yeah, it, we are on YouTube. That's older stuff where it's mm-hmm. just like because we did videos for a while too. But you can go back and watch us just being ridiculous, and you could actually put a a, a face with the voice, right? If you wanted to. Very yeah. cool. Very mm-hmm. cool. Well, um, yeah. Seth, is there anything else you'd like to share with our fans out there, or any questions you have? I mean, uh, this is an opportunity for for fans to get to know you a little bit and follow you and and uh, see how how uh, your take on Star Wars, but what would you? What questions do you have for for fans out there that they might answer for you? I mean, I guess I would always. I just want to know what Star Wars means to somebody. Mm-hmm. That like that's something that I question a lot in this whole like um, I guess for lack of a better term, this woke 
culture that we're in. Yeah. That I, I'm always very curious to know, hey, uh, tell me about your relationship with Star Wars. I, I, I want to know that, mm-hmm. um, you know, what I, I want to know those moments that, that I, I've kind of explained a couple to you. But I mean, to, at the end of the day, Star Wars is friendship to me. Star Wars is um, is relationships. It's us, even though that we're not all uh, we're not all the same. But we all can get together and we can talk about this thing that we all really enjoy or maybe these parts of this thing that we don't really enjoy. Or, or we can hate each other and block each other on Twitter for saying that we like a character that someone else doesn't. There's yeah. always that option too. There's that. But I, I hope for better. And I think that um, I, I think Star Wars is that thing that we can all come together and love. And I, I, I know that sounds so cheesy, but that that's what Star Wars is to me. And I, I hope that it's... it it's similar to other people out there. And I would be curious to know, you know, what star Wars is to you. I mean, maybe it is, uh, so you can get angry and block people on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Some people just love hating stuff, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, so if you are out there, you, you get at uh, Seth at Laird Geek, L-A-I-R-D Geek on Twitter, or myself, of course, at Storm Duper. We'd love to hear from you. And, uh, well, it's been wonderful having you in the studio, Seth. Um, re- you know, long time coming. Maybe we'll have you back uh, to discuss some more things related to uh, future episodes of The Mandalorian or, or other shows as things develop mm-hmm. here in the coming years. So. I- I would love to. I, I really appreciate you taking the time and letting me come over and uh, and hang out in these trying times. All right. Well, unfortunately, that is all we have time for today. My thanks go out to uh, Seth Fisher, uh, Laird Geek on social media, for coming into the studio today with this interview. Um, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and also our sister podcast, The Mando Roundup. And you can follow us on thinkingstarwars.net. Um, you can also get to us on Twitter at, and Instagram at Faking Star Wars or Facebook at Facebook.com slash Real Faking Star Wars. And we'd love to hear from you. Give us a question using the hashtag FSW Radio and we'll read it on the next episode. You can also get official FSW Radio t-shirts and other gear at bit.ly slash FSW Merch. That's bit.ly slash FSW Merch. And you can follow me at Storm Duper on Twitter. If you like what you hear and want to support what we do, please visit our Patreon at patreon.com slash fakingstarwars and sign up to become a patron. You support us fakers financially, and it helps us to keep making the content that you love. And we will give you a reward for joining for as little as a buck a month. You can join fake Jedi Padawan Stephen Howard or the Mediacratics Rick Swift, Darth Taxus, and Keith Harmon, who support us at the fake Jedi Knight level. If you've not written us a review yet, what are you doing with your time? Please consider giving us a five-star review on iTunes Podchaser or any podcast platform of choice. It really helps us appear in the search engine when people search Star Wars on their podcast app. And send us a funny review. We'll read it on an upcoming episode. Also, we'd like to invite you to join our FS w discord server it's a free online chat room full of fakers discussing star wars nerd culture and we occasionally play some games as well that's bit.ly slash fsw discord all in caps fsw again that's bit.ly slash fsw discord make sure fsw is in caps We'd like to thank our sponsor for this series right now, Manscaped.com. You can get 20% off plus free shipping with the code FSWRADIO. That's 20% off and free shipping from Manscaped.com with the code word FSWRADIO. Your balls will thank you. As always, please stay tuned to FakingStarWars.net for quality Star Wars comedy, parody, and satire. And thanks to you and all of our followers for listening. May the foe be with you. See you next time.